Welcome everyone to episode 51 of Leading Ladies Corpus Christi and I'm sitting across from one of the coolest women I've had the pleasure of interviewing and I'm talking about Kylie Cooper, the managing editor for The Bin Magazine. Y'all know The Bin Magazine. So thank you so much for being here and actually for having me yeah. in your beautiful home and, and letting me talk to you for a little bit. Thank you for having me. I mean, yes. I'm honored to yeah. be on a podcast called Leading Ladies. I mean, mm. that's cool. You can't deny it. You can't deny it that you definitely fit that bill. I try. And for First things first. Yes. Shot of tequila. Okay, let's do it. To Kylie and all uh, the amazing work. But also she does. to Brittany. <sighs> you did great. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> I wish people could see my face. Yeah, it's beautiful, guys. Beautiful. <laughs> no emotion whatsoever. She took it like a champ. <laughs> Okay, Kylie. So, did you always know that you were going to go into the journalism part of, you know, like a career path? Or what, what, what were your thoughts growing up? Did you know that this is something you wanted to do? No. Um, <laughs> I don't really know what I wanted to be when I grew up. I dressed as a pop star for like three Halloweens. <laughs> and so maybe that was like a small um, indication of what I wanted to be. But I never was like, oh, I want to be a doctor. I want to be a firefighter. Like, Same. I never had that. Yeah. Like, I don't have that memory. But it wasn't up until um, my sophomore year of college, the second semester, I interned for a lifestyle magazine in Bryan, Texas. Okay. Um, and Where'd you go to school? I went to A&M. All Washington. right. Very yeah. good. Yeah. I don't know how I ended up there, but I did. <laughs> <laughs> um, but... Yeah, so it wasn't until that internship. I mean, I was always good at writing. I always, you know, that's what I scored the best on my SATs. And mm -hmm. that's always the subject I excelled in. Um, I was good at it. I liked it. You know, whenever, when other people would complain about writing essays, I would much rather write an essay than take a test. Word. Um, but, yeah, it wasn't until that internship that I kind of was immersed into that the industry mm -hmm. um, of a print publication. And I didn't do much at that internship. I literally wrote probably like six total stories for them. Um, How long were you there? It was just a semester. Okay. So however long a semester is, I don't yeah. know. Um, that's still, actually, if you think about it. It's six cool. Six stories, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's, that's pretty good for Some online stuff, some in print. Um, but, and it was a local lifestyle magazine, very similar to The Bend, um, that concentrated on local businesses nice. in College Station and in Bryan. Um, so I kind of just got the feel for that, and then I caught the bug. And reading magazines... Is also something that I've always enjoyed doing. I was your classic, like, Seventeen magazine collaging my wall mm -hmm. kind of um, kid growing up. Um, but, yeah, so it wasn't until then that I was like, oh, I'm good at this and I could make money for doing it. Mm -hmm. And then my senior year of school, I ran a magazine that the rec center put out um, at the university. It was called Rec Life Magazine. You ran a magazine? Yeah, it's not, it's not, like as crazy as it sounds. It was like a 15-page little kind of pamphlet, basically, Still? that the rec would put out each semester just talking about, like, rec-related news. But, I mean, that's like a prestigious Texas school, and you're running a yeah, it coming cool. out there. Yeah, it's very cool. <laughs> um, so I basically, I wrote everything for that. I took photos for that, which is funny, because I'm not a photographer. I disagree uh, with that. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I just kind of, the position was, like, Rec Life Magazine coordinator. So I guess okay. that was, like, my position was the coordinator. Um, but and that's where I really learned how to use um, all of the Adobe products and that's where I probably learned the most in that position mm -hmm. that I actually use in my job today okay. um, 
But yeah, between those two, that internship and that job position, I knew my entire senior year that that's what I wanted to do and that my goal was going to be to work for a magazine. Wow. Um, somewhere in Texas. I knew I wanted to stay in Texas. Yes. Um, but that was my goal. I, I knew that's what I wanted to do. I was, and you narrowed it down. I mean, you didn't want to work like a publishing house or anything. Like, you yeah. Magazines or editorial Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I've always loved, um, you know, telling people stories. And that's really what a life... I mean... That's what almost any magazine does, but especially a lifestyle magazine, you're mm -hmm. telling the stories of the people that live in your community. Mm -hmm. And that's something that I've just always been attracted to is using my talents to tell other people's stories. Absolutely. Um, and put people's passions and talents and stories into words that they might not otherwise be able to do so. So, mm -hmm. I, yeah, I think it was just kind of a combination of all of those things and I knew that that's what I wanted to do. Yeah. So what did you go to school for? So I majored in media studies, a branch of communication, and then I minored in traditional art, which is also funny because I can't draw or paint or do anything. You know, <laughs> I guarantee you if I get I, someone else's opinion on that, they would say otherwise. I promise I'm not a self-deprecating person. Like, I really <laughs> actually just cannot paint or draw. Like, I don't know why I chose that instead of, like, the new age art in, instead of traditional art. But anyways, um, so I majored in media studies and basically you know, my coursework was just revolving around the media landscape mm -hmm. and conversation, past, present, and future. Um, and yeah, so I wrote a lot for school. The majority of my assignments were writing papers on, you know, different types of sound in movies or, oh, wow. you know, the way social media is influencing politics or, you know, just really anything relating media was kind of what I was studying. But that's school. pretty cool because you really did get to explore all aspects of it, not just the really obvious ones to our generation, but, yeah. you know, really delving deep, which I think helps you in your current position. Oh, yeah. So you graduate. Mm -hmm. Do you come back to Corpus? What happens next? So I wasn't planning on it. Like most people... Mm -hmm. that leave to go to school because I was born and raised here I went to school here up until high school um, where'd you go I went to to high school yeah I went to Carroll okay very good yeah um, and so I wasn't planning on coming back my last semester of school I had this one class in the morning that I dedicated every week to like that being my time where I sent like my resume and writing samples out which during I guess, class yeah <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I was good. No, I was good at the class. I didn't need no, to. No, that's actually a brilliant use of time. I was like, like okay, I need to dedicate like this solid ninety minutes to <laughs> applying for jobs, and that's what I'm going to do. And I actually sat in the front row of that class, which is funny. That's actually pretty that I damn got, clever. That I got away really with doing is. that. And it was a small class too, but um, that's yeah. Amazing. So I was sending my resume and writing samples to pretty much any publication in Texas. Um, mainly in Houston and Austin and San Antonio. Um, and then I actually only sent my resume and writing samples to Jordan, who is our owner and publisher of the band. Um, I sent it to him as more of just looking for freelance work to mm -hmm. kind of help tide me over and get me more published articles as I was applying to these other publications in other cities. Um, and then he responded back and was like, hey, we're actually not looking for any freelancers right now, but we do have this position that we're looking to fill. And I looked over your stuff, and I think that you might be, you know, interested and qualified to do it. So look this over. He sent me the job description. Wow. And if you're interested, you can come in for an interview. So I, like, downloaded this Word doc and, like, read this job description, and it's, you know bullet pointing every single thing that I would hope to do in a job. I mean, 
not necessarily right out of college, but just in general. Yes. And so I responded like probably in a creepy fast way. <laughs> and I was like, yes, hey, I don't totally. Sleep on the creepy fast. <laughs> I'm all about the creepy fast if it's, if it's meant to happen that way. <laughs> um, but yeah, I responded and I was like, yes, I'm totally interested. And that happened to be the week of Easter. So I was already coming home that mm-hmm. weekend um, for the holiday weekend. And so I was like, I'll be in town this Friday. And if you guys are, you know, down to have an interview on Good Friday, I'll come in and we can talk. And so I went in, I met with him and his wife, Kaylee, who also owns the magazine. And, you know, we had our interview. That's probably the only time I've ever been early to anything big related (laughs) was to that interview. I sat in the parking lot for like 15 minutes. I remember exactly what I was wearing. Um, What were you wearing? These green like chino pants, which I've literally probably never worn since, and then this really cool like almost sponge textured like white shirt that I don't own anymore because it was white and it got like armpit stains of on course. it. Of <laughs> course, inevitable. Inevitable the white shirts. Yes. Um, but it was a really cool shirt. I wish mm-hmm. I still had it. Um, but yeah. So then that was that weekend. I go back to school after Easter weekend, and then um, I got a call from a three six one number in a class. That, that following Monday, and or maybe it was a Tuesday, I don't know, it was really quick after, and I didn't answer because I was in class, but I was like, I know this is Jordan, and so then I returned his call and I got out, and he offered me the job, and I was like, yeah, I don't know, like, really what the protocol is on this, but I'm just gonna say yes, like, I don't know if I should, like, wait <laughs> over something, or, you know, whatever, but I'm down. Like. I love that. <laughs> so, yeah, and then... You know, I graduated on a Thursday and then packed up my bags, and my first day at the Bend was the following Monday. <laughs> wow. I mean, so there was no lull. No, there was no lull. <laughs> at all. I mean, you look, that that's amazing, and clearly a great use of time management by attending class and being sure <laughs> right. that you were there in order to, to go pass off the resumes. And what's most interesting to me is that you kind of were like, hey, you know, while I'm looking for a legit job, do you have any freelance work? And sure enough, yeah, I mean, I mean, that's amazing. I'm a big believer in the fact that, you know, I live my life by the themes of everything happens for a reason, everything has a purpose, like there is destiny and there is fate. True. Um, not necessarily in a religious standpoint, but more so in a spiritual standpoint. Absolutely. Um, and I just think that, Every single thing that has happened, you know, even up to just today, really mm-hmm. has happened for a very specific reason and has happened the way it has so I could be where I am today. Um, you know, if I wouldn't have accepted, if I wouldn't have emailed Jordan and I wouldn't have gotten that job and accepted that job, then I definitely wouldn't be married to who I'm married to today. And really? so it's like all of that kind of, I wow. mean, just everything in my life, I feel yes. like has happened for a reason. Yes, <laughs> but I, I feel like you, uh, you acted on, you were inspired to act. Like, it doesn't sound to me like you were hard on yourself or, you know, forcing yourself to do anything, you know, um, the hustle, hustle mentality, which is important, Mm -hmm. but only, in my opinion, whenever it's inspired hustle, as opposed to, like, forcing yourself. And then you're very easy about it, and it just worked out. I mean, how, how often do you hear about people graduating? You don't. Especially... As cool as, as your degree is in, you know, the, the subject mm-hmm. and, and the, the discipline mm-hmm. that you graduated with, for people to immediately go to work. That's no, it's, what... no, it's rare. And yes. to, not only to immediately go to work, but to immediately go into a position that you're happy mm-hmm. in and that you're excited about and that you're passionate about. Yes. And I, I think about that a lot. I think about how I don't want to take advantage of that ever. 
and to always remind myself that, you know, there are people that I graduated with that are still in a job that they hate. Mm -hmm. I mean, I didn't graduate that long ago, but... How, how long has it been? I graduated in 2017, so like okay. two years. Okay. Oh my gosh, wait, what's it? Tomorrow's my two-year anniversary at the event. <laughs> okay, I, I, surely, crazy. I know, that is crazy. See what I mean? The stars align, yes. like they really do. That's, a, that's amazing. No, and then you can just tell how joyful you are. Um, but even still, while you're, you know, immersed in this really cool process and, and you, like you said, passionate about it, you still make sure to remind yourself of, you know, how fortunate you are and how you got here, which is another reason that I admire you so much. I mean, Thank you know, you. Pe people need to hear this yeah. kind of thing. So one of my best friends, Cecile, she always jokes about, cause I'm just like notorious for things just like working out. Oh my God. You're like Domino <laughs> from Deadpool. That's amazing. Cause, and it's like, a, you know, I'm a big procrastinator. I am my own worst enemy. Like I am literally the architect of my own demise in every single <laughs> instance of my life. And that's so, a quote. That, that's a quote. <laughs> but you know, Cecile, she, my best friend, she always, it's just kind of this running like theme of my life. It's like, yeah, you know, you always just end up figuring it out. You always just end up having it work out. And I don't know why, I don't know what I did in a past life, but I'm thankful for that. I mean, obviously I work hard, but oh, I do yes. think that... It comes with work. You know. For sure. Things have happened in a very specific way to allow me to get to where I am. I so. believe that. 100% it's because of your attitude. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> the fact that you're saying you're procrastinating, the fact that you're sitting front row in class applying for jobs. Front row, front row, may I add, not because I wanted to be, but probably because I was the last person to get there <laughs> on the first day of class and had to sit in the front row. <laughs> but even still, it's like, like uh, this is something, a message that I feel like I've learned pretty recently and you are reiterating it in the most beautiful way. You have to approach things that you want with ease. You can't take it too seriously. And, and I think you mentioned flow earlier, like just uh, allowing it to just kind of happen mm -hmm. it, it's, it's the perfect way to get exactly where you want to be I yeah. mean, and so it's been two years and yeah. so okay so so you're so you're there your first day are they like hammering you like hey I mean how, how does it even work everybody thinks of what the devil wears Prada right whenever you <laughs> join a magazine I mean, what, what's it like um well it's significantly different the devil wears Prada um but we so my position actually didn't technically exist there was a managing editor before um, but they kind of merged two jobs into one, and it was um, this really amazing woman named Stephanie, um, who was, I think her title was like audience development or something like that, okay. and so they merged that with the managing editor position, and kind of all the responsibilities that fell under both of those umbrellas became one wow. managing editor position. Yeah, and so, tell me, because okay, in my mind, I'm thinking editor, I'm thinking Anna Wintour, like, you determine... <laughs> what stays and what goes and, and kind of thing. So people like bring you. Kind of. Okay. So it's definitely a collaborative effort yes. between our entire editorial team. So there's Jordan, our publisher, Kaylee and um, Jared. Jared is our art director. Um, and the four of us really kind of come together to figure out exactly what content's going to be in the magazine every single month. Um, and that collaborative effort is sort of what creates and also decides what stays and what mm -hmm. goes. So mm -hmm. I'm not the end-all be-all. Mm -hmm. um, but... I kind of like that method better, though, you know? Yeah, it's Because everybody has a, ha <laughs> a hand in it, for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, not one person can do it all. If I had to come up with every single story idea that we put out every single month, I mean, there's no way. Yes. Like, 
you know, I'm scrolling through social media constantly and driving around looking at signs and talking to people to figure out what's new, but you really, I mean, you need a team. You need mm -hmm. a team to be able to come up with that much stuff every single month. Yeah. Um, and you guys deliver every single uh, month. I mean, it is just it, such a, so beautiful. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Well, we'll talk about that more. Yeah. But, okay, so they combine these these two positions into the, the new and improved yes. managing editor position. Yes. Yeah. And also, at the same time, Kaylee is pregnant. And is like get is she's really pregnant. Like she's getting ready to have a baby. So she's I've been there. They were looking for someone that they could really trust while she was on maternity leave. Um, so I come in, Stephanie, um, who was, you know, kind of the me before me, um, is there for a full week and she has this like real thick word doc printed out, stapled of every single platform that they use with every single um, reason why they use it and all the usernames and the passwords and, you know, the schedules of how everything works. And a lot of things have changed since then. You know, mm -hmm. a lot of things have changed in the past two years. Mm -hmm. But it was a full week. I had a full calendar of, like, time blocked. Here's what we're going to learn for this hour. Here's what we're going to learn for this hour. And it was a lot. I mean, yes. you know, I do a lot. And I had to learn all of that because Stephanie was leaving. I think she was moving at the time. Um, she's back here now, but I think she was moving at the time. Mm -hmm. And so it was, you know, there was a expiration date on how long she could help me. Yeah. Um, so it's like crash course. Yeah. Master. yeah. So it was about a week, maybe a week and a half of that. Um, and then, you know, after that it was me and it was also during, you know, it was the summertime, which is one of our busiest seasons. My first issue that I ever worked on was our locals list yes, issue. Tell me, oh my god, how cool <laughs> is that? It's cool, but it was scary. Yes, I believe you. But... Um, I wrote that piece, which you know, it's just a list of the winners and like small explanations of each winner. But I mean, it's a piece. It's long. It's yeah. the biggest. Well, the categories. I mean, it, I think it took me like twenty minutes to vote. For it's everybody. a lot. It and is a lot. This year was the most categories we've ever had. I think okay. it capped at like ninety-four categories. Yeah, <laughs> I think I voted. Voted for everyone. <laughs> yeah. I, did, I like well, research. Well, thank you for yeah, doing that. <laughs> a lot of people don't make it to the end. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's what I came in. I came in during Locals List season, which a lot of people don't know. Locals List is like, it's really the whole thing starts in March and ends in July. Wow. So I missed, obviously, a decent yeah, part of did. that. But I came in at the issue time and at the event time. Mm -hmm. And Kaylee um, does a lot of, our, I mean, she is the person behind our events. And... She obviously was leaving to have a baby, so she couldn't do that then. And so not only was I taking on that issue for the first time, but I was also helping with our event coordinator, Joanne Howell, to put on that event. And it was the first year that we had changed venues. It was, I mean, you know. A lot of un unknowns. Yeah, and so it was, I mean, it's crazy. I think back to that time, and I'm like, well, I, I mean... I just really can't believe that I did that. But I love that you were just like, <laughs> I got this job and I'm in it. Like, <laughs> like even still, up. I think, why are people like putting this much faith and trust into me? Like, <laughs> I'm still a kid. <laughs> hey, whatever. No, I, mean, I mean, you clearly <laughs> delivered, yeah. you know? But I mean, it was, it was a very, it was a very busy season to come into and yes. to start with. I love that though. I love that you were like, like initiation. Yeah. The locals list. There you go. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Have fun. Yeah. Not but. to mention like the two women who were like covering your positions or were leaving for different reasons. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's very cool. I, I don't know. It's still kind of cool. It's like a neat origin story. Like you were, you were literally pushed into it, immersed into it and 
and came out successful. So yeah. I, I think that's actually. And great. I don't think I don't think I would have changed it the way it all played out because I'm definitely a learn as you go like type of person, mm -hmm. and so I need to be. In order to really kind of grasp something, I need to be thrown into it. Yes. And that's kind of like what happened. Um, and so I think it helped me grow. It helped me gain confidence in myself and my position with that having to be the first thing that I took on mm -hmm. being Locals List. Um, and it just allowed Locals List to have a really special place in my heart because it was the first thing that I, you know, poured myself into in regard to the bend. And so I kind of always look at Locals List as, you know like my anniversary because yes you know that's like the first thing that I really had to do and so every time locals list season comes around I'm like all right here we go yeah <laughs> but you know what to expect yeah. like, I've been there uh, especially during the whole process of, of you guys changing different aspects of it and everything and so since you've been there because you mm -hmm. said that a lot of things have changed in the two years did you have a hand in that you would have to being in the position that you're in yeah I mean I guess I'd like to think so um the Bend as a whole has really grown even in the last, I mean, two years, yes, but even in the last year. It's crazy. Um, you know, our events have become super successful. I mean, Brunch on the Bay sold out in like six days, which has never happened to us yeah, before. Yeah, I told my husband, I was like, we are doing this <laughs> next year. It's, it's really happening. fun. You've got to come. It, it looked just incredible. I didn't know what to expect, <laughs> but I mean, just seeing everybody's experience and like, yes, so I need to be a part of this next year. Yes, you need to. But yeah. also Locals List, it's coming up. It's in July, so you yeah. need to come to that too. Yes, I would love to. So we celebrated five years in April. The okay. April 2019 issue was our fifth year anniversary. Okay. Um, and... Yeah, I mean, obviously it's accredited to our team and how hard we work and how much we want to bring a beautiful publication to our community and that highlights beautiful. our community. Yes. But it's also, I mean, you know, we don't, no one on our team does this for ourselves. We're not putting out this magazine about, you know, ourselves that has story about us in it yeah. or that makes us look good. You know, this we're all doing this really because we care about corporate. I mean, we care about the Coastal Bend. Mm -hmm. and, and that's why I love that too, that it extends, it's not just Corpus, it yeah. really does extend. Yeah, so I think with the growth of the Coastal Bend, the Bend magazine itself has also seen growth. Mm -hmm. You know, we have, I mean, if it weren't for new businesses opening and new people doing cool things, we wouldn't have anything to write about. Mm -hmm. And so I think it goes hand in hand, um, the growth of our area and the growth of our publication because as one grows, so does the other. Yes. Um, and so, you know, I'm sure some of that has to do with me and my amazing social media skills. Um, <laughs> but it's so critical nowadays. Oh, so yeah. critical for, I mean, oh, yeah. anything. It's just, yes, you have to know how to utilize it to your advantage. It's just a reality. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I'll take some of the credit. I will, but... I think it's Good. definitely, it definitely is attributed to not only our entire team's, um, you know, overall mission of just shining a light on all of the cool things about the Coastal Bend, but also the growth that our community has seen, you know, even in just the past year, It's yeah the growth that it's seen, because otherwise we wouldn't have any stories to tell. Yeah, I mean, it's so nice because... It, the I feel like a huge portion of the growth is from Corpus Christi locals who have either left and come back like mm -hmm, you mm -hmm. or have, have stuck around and just had this vision that they knew would eventually come to fruition. And even people from other parts of the country 
end up here mm-hmm. and are like, hey, there's so much potential here and everybody just kind of wants to to see the growth happen and you guys are literally uh, like representing that. Like y'all are, what's the word? Um, whenever you're, you're like recording it. It's mm-hmm. almost like history being recorded of like Corpus growing. It's yeah. like a really neat, beautiful That's way a cool way to, to think about it. it. I don't know yes. if you've ever thought about that word. I'm kind of documenting. <laughs> documenting. Documenting, yes. yes. I'm like I said in a really, really beautiful way, Thank and, and you. I think it's so great. How, how many of y'all are there that work at, at the Bend? So our in-house staff consists of six. Six. <laughs> She's yeah. counting. That's <laughs> counting on my fingers. Yeah. Sorry, guys. Um, yeah, there's six of us in-house staff that come in every single day. Our desks are in the Bend right. magazine office, which um, is where. It is in the Water Street Market. Downtown. Yeah, downtown. Cool. Um, Everything else is freelancers, contractors. Mm -hmm. Um, Our lead photographer, Rachel, I mean, she's technically on staff. She's been with us since the beginning. Yes. Um, But she's phenomenal. She is phenomenal, yeah. Yeah. Um, But everything else is freelance work um, that we, we have a set group of freelancers who writes for every single issue. We have a semi-set group of photographers that shoot for every issue. We have um, a couple that we'll pull from every now and then when mm-hmm. we need some extra hands. But there are six of us that are actually on staff at the Bend. And two of those are salespeople. Um, Kaylee and Jordan do, you know, just everything. They own the business. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Jared and I. Jared is my work husband. Um, <laughs> I got to meet him. Yes. <laughs> yes, he was cool. at the event. Yeah. yeah. So he's our art director, and so he is responsible for how beautiful the magazine looks. I mean, wow. <laughs> and then me. <laughs> yes. I mean, yeah, it sounds like you guys have a pretty solid crew, like very intimate. Everybody knows what's expected of everybody else and that kind of thing. So how often do you have to go out and do the interviews? Are you the like exclusive interviewer? How does that work? So I, for the most part, there may be like one or two issues per year that I don't, but for the most part, I write each of the cover features. And mm-hmm. so, and a couple other stories in the magazine, but that's the main thing that I do. Right. Um, and usually just because it has a lot of moving parts, it's usually not just about like one person. Mm-hmm. And so it just takes a lot more scheduling. It takes a lot more communication to put together. Um, and so for that, you know, every month it's a new story. Um, you know, our June issue we're going to print tomorrow for, and it's our artist issue. We do an artist issue I every saw that, year. that, the process of your interviewing. Yeah. yeah. Um, was so, it like five hours of interview or something? I had about five hours of Good interviews Lord. to transcribe. Yeah. Um, and amongst four different local artists mm-hmm. here in Corpus, or here in the Coastal Bend. Um, and yeah, so I'll schedule with them. And usually for the cover features, we will schedule the interviews and the shoots for the same day. So that way we can be as convenient as possible for the subject. Mm -hmm. So I'll get with the subject. I'll coordinate with them. I'll figure out time, place, location, date, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and then I will get my photographer and Jared, the art director with me to make sure that they are available for that. And we'll go, we'll take the photos, and then I'll sit down and do the interview. Um, I try to keep most interviews, like, definitely yes. at least at 45 minutes. I'm curious about your interviewing <laughs> style. As from one interviewer to another, I'm always willing to take tips and advice. So, yeah, so tell me, 45 minutes. Less than 20 for me, I guess depending on the story, but because I mainly write the features, less than 20 for me is not a solid interview. Uh-huh. I'm not getting to 
the depths of someone's soul in 20 minutes. (laughs) And that's the goal. Yeah, it is the goal. I love it. (laughs) But more than like 45 to 50, I mean, if I go over an hour, I'm just like shooting myself in the foot afterwards. Right, right, right. Yes. That's a lot. Yes, your your process is definitely more intense than mine. Props to you. (laughs) But, um... And, you know, I mean, I enjoy it. It's definitely, you know, when people ask, like, oh, what's the favorite part? What's your favorite part of your job? Um, it's it's that. It's those conversations. Because these are people that would otherwise be strangers to me. Mm-hmm. And I am having conversations with them that are deeper than surface level. You know, we're laughing together. We are crying together. We are, you know, venting to each other. I mean, it's a, it's therapeutic. Absolutely. And, you know, I mean, most times I'm just listening Right. But, um, that's but you're engaging. You are very much yeah, engaging. Yeah, you you're engaging. Like... Yeah, you want them to feel comfortable. You want them to feel like you're listening. You want them to feel vulnerable, which mm-hmm. is really hard to do, to mm-hmm. make someone be okay with f- being vulnerable. With someone they've never met. Right, yes. with a total stranger. Um, but yeah, that the interviewing process as a whole, the after part is not my favorite, but the interviewing process as a like in and of itself um, is my favorite part because you're getting to talk to these people about things that they're passionate about. I mean, we wouldn't be writing a story about someone if they weren't like doing something they were passionate about. It goes hand in hand. And so when you talk to someone about something they're passionate about, I mean, that's when someone becomes their true self. That's when someone lets walls down. That's Mm -hmm. when someone, you know, gets more animated in their face and in their body language. And that's, you know, that's what I am inspired by because that's my job is to tell their story. And so the interviewing, the conversations that I get to have with people in it of itself is just my favorite thing. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just the neatest thing to develop that connection. I mean, even if it is just, you know, a 45 minute interview Mm -hmm. kind of thing, but I mean, you're also getting to, to see them when pictures are being taken mm-hmm. and, and often in their own element, right? Mm-hmm. You, you go to them. Right, yes. Yeah, yes. yeah. So, so that too is a, just such a neat experience, like getting to have like a sneak peek into someone's lives and, and uh, them obviously being open to yeah. it. Yeah, and it's cool because they remember you. You know, there are people that I interviewed, you know, when I first started two years ago that I still have some type of, you know, relationship with that if I need something you know, I can call them and they will know who I am and not think I'm a complete stranger. Mm-hmm. Um, or if I see them out at a public event, we will say hi to each other and have like a how, how have you been of conversation. Of course, yes. So it's cool because you make these connections with people in a very small amount of time that almost feel like have been crafted over, you know, like years because you're learning about you know, what inspires them and what, you know, gets them up in the morning and why they, you know, quit their corporate job to start a local business. I Those mean, are the learning. best stories. Yeah. The best. <laughs> People need to hear them. I, I don't it. know what the original question was, but that was my No, that, that was perfect. <laughs> and, that's, and that's another thing. I, typically, I give this little spiel before I start recording, but I love when people go on tangents or, you know, kind of explore a certain area deeper or reminds them of a story or whatever. I love that. And I love including that because I live for that kind of beyond surface level interaction. Yeah. You and I do very similar things. Yeah. Um, I don't have to transcribe. That's something <laughs> yeah. else totally different. But you still have to listen to this. Yeah. And, and I mean, <laughs> but it, it's really neat to hear 
from someone who does something similar to what I do, mm-hmm. their perspective on it, because you and I have a lot of the same ideas yeah. and, and uh, feelings about it, and, and it's really, really cool to, you know, to be validated in that kind of way. Yeah. So how do y'all, how soon do you start planning an issue of the bin? Because it seems to me like a lot of work. <laughs> a lot. So we have the general theme for every issue planned out a full year in advance. Okay, smart. Yeah. That's so smart. So we have, and by theme I don't mean what, you know, like I said, the June issue for this year is the artist issue. That Mm -hmm. doesn't mean every single story in the bin is about an artist, but Mm -hmm. that's what our cover story is, that's what our cover feature is. So we have that planned out a year in advance. Um, And then... So is every June issue the artist issue? For the past four, maybe five... Maybe since the existence, I don't know. Pretty much, yeah. Okay. At least as long but as I've like been there. I, but I like that. <laughs> we um, have some mainstays. Like, yes. July's always locals list. September's always, like, our women's issue. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what else? Their August is always our education student issue. Mm-hmm. Like, there are some mainstays. And yeah. then we have other months that we No, I like with. that because there's always something to add to, to yeah. that. And then theme. there's something, you know, like, people look forward to the artist issue. They know that the artist issue is coming in June. Mm-hmm. People look forward to the locals list issue. They know it's coming in July. And then we have, you know, fun little surprises along the way. Yes. Um, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> but at any given time, we're thinking about four months so currently we are pushing may out because it's still may mm-hmm. we're still promoting and just you know putting may issues into places whatnot and then we are getting ready to send june off we are executing july and we are planning august so it's nonstop. Yeah. <laughs> no, it really is. Like it is a cycle that actually doesn't stop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like funny, but also not. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, no, that, there, there's no lull. And I mean, that's a good thing because like you said, continuous content. Yeah. You, you have to do it. Oh yeah. And uh, I work best under pressure. So if I had a job that didn't entail deadlines, I probably would never get work done. <laughs> yeah. Well then you're in the perfect right, yeah. job. I mean, and that's another thing. You seem to be so self-aware. Like, you know yourself so well. That's such a compliment. <laughs> no, tr- truly. Because like, you're like, you know, I'm a procrastinator. You, uh, what, what was it that you said? I'm the, what did you say? I'm the creator of my own demise. Oh, I'm demise. the architect of my own demise. That. That's something my husband likes to say. Yeah. But <laughs> for you to to say it, but also, you know, acknowledge that there is some validity to it, is incredibly self-aware. And I think that that's another reason why it's so, it's amazing that you're in the position that you're in. Like, you, you know where you are, you know your, your, uh, all aspects of yourself, and you're able to, to combine all of that into your creating this amazing publication. I mean, with the help of your, your crew, but, right. I mean, it's just so amazing. So do you have, like, are you allowed to talk about, like, your favorite interview, or, or one that stands out? We won't say favorite, but one that's just kind of, like, it's impacted you yeah. kind of thing. Um, I think, okay, well, I'll give a couple answers. Yes. <laughs> I can't pick one. I talk I a lot. Yeah. Um, the interview I've been most nervous for, because I'm really never nervous mm-hmm. to go to an interview. Um, talking is something, talking and listening both are things that come naturally to me. Um, so I'm never really nervous. But the most nervous I've ever been was when um, Cheech Marine came for wow. his exhibit at the art museum, and there was a whole press day, and um, myself and Rachel, our lead photographer, went to go interview and take photos of him. And 
that's the most nervous I've ever been. It's probably the most, like, celebrity-esque. I'm doing air quotes, by the way. <laughs> uh, no, he is a celebrity. Absolutely. I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> no, no, we know what you mean. You, you were, like, starstruck. Yeah, thing. I was yes. like, okay, this is, like, probably the most, like, notable person I've ever had to sit down and talk with. Of course. Uh, so that's the most nervous I've ever been. Um, my favorite... I don't know. It's hard. I think... I mean, maybe just because this is so fresh on my mind, but I really do enjoy the artist issue every year because, I mean, one, they're creatives, and I'm a creative, and so You also minored in, there, minored in, in art. Right, yeah. yeah. So being in, <clears throat> I mean, usually we're doing the interview and the shoot in their studio, and so that's a very intimate and private and personal space. And being in that setting, um, hearing what they have to say, I don't know. For me, that's usually what the issue that always connects most with me. It's always my favorite story to write. That's cool to hear. <laughs> that is very cool to hear. I like that. But other than that, that gives the art issue like an extra special kind yeah, of yeah. Not trying to plug, but it is coming out soon. <laughs> <laughs> Next month. <laughs> Get ready. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's, I mean, there's so many. Uh, I mean, I have hours and hours and hours you and hours do. of <laughs> interviews. I think of like, obviously not the same, but I think of Hunter S. Thompson, who who would go in and like interview these people. Obviously, they were like drug fueled interviews, but he would have like tons of interviews with these people and develop these really cool relationships with them. And uh, that that's neat, and it, it's really cool to hear you bring up your most nervous. I never even thought about that. So, I mean, did the nervousness immediately? go away whenever oh, yeah. all the interviews Because he began. was so nice. And he, and I mean, obviously, he's used to people asking him questions. So, I mean, he was just, like, spitting all his answers out because mm. I'm sure I was asking the same questions that everyone else was asking that day. Um, but I will say, I, I was, I didn't, I mean, partly because of the time constraint I was in because I was trying to get it in our newsletter the next day. But I didn't want to, like, chop up anything he had said. And so I just was like, you know what? I'm just going to transcribe this word for word and make this a Q&A style. I and love it. do him justice. <laughs> it'll save me time. And it'll also just, you know, people want to hear what he has to say. So yes. why put my own words in there when I can just transcribe exactly word for word what he had to say? I didn't think about that. So your transcription process is your, um, I guess... So it's not necessarily a word for word. I guess you are you're turning it in, into a story. Mm -hmm. So it's not. I guess it's not too many direct quotes. You'll pull some, right? But for the most part, you're just kind of summarizing up what y'all discussed, right? Yeah, that's a lot of work. It's a lot. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> okay. That yeah, because it's like it's a it's one thing to like you said transcribe word for word, make mm -hmm. a Q and A, and that didn't even occur to me until right now. Okay. Very cool. Like I said, <laughs> I, I mean, I, I have amazing admiration for you and what you're doing, but this this is a whole other thing because you really are creating a story from from raw mm -hmm. audio. Mm -hmm. That's incredible. It's Props, pretty nuts. Girl. Yeah, no, it's Props. pretty nuts. Not a lot of people, I mean, you know, yeah, can do that and do it no, in they a can't. in an effective way, yes. which. I guess it's okay to say that I feel like I can. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, obviously you can. I mean, that's where your, you know, innate writing skills come into play. Because right, like you said, yeah. you've just always been good at it. I mean, so, okay, as you've been here the two years, because mm -hmm. it's not as though you came in green behind the ears. You had some experience mm -hmm. writing for a publication. Mm -hmm. How have you, do you feel that you've progressed as a writer, as an interviewer, you know, just in, in what, what it is you do and telling people stories? Yeah. Um, I think I've learned what my specific style is more and how to kind of morph that into what the bin style is. 
Um, I'm very much a paint-a-picture type of writer, and so I want the reader to know, you know, what the place looked like that I was sitting down with this person, whether it be their studio or a coffee shop, what have you. You know, I want them to know what the weather was like when we were just sitting that. down and talking with each other. A yeah, it's really it's that. important, and so I think that that has kind of evolved through the years. I don't think I was necessarily that exact type of writer when I started. Um, and I don't know, interviewing wise, I think I've just always known what to ask. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't want to say that because that sounds like no, it doesn't. But <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I don't think it does because again, just like there's not anyone who can transcribe, you know, however much many hours of audio into a cohesive story that paints a picture and, and um, it sets the tone kind of thing. There's also, it's not just anyone that can sit down and, and have a conversation with someone and mm -hmm. really pull these kinds of things out. I've heard horror stories of people, <laughs> V&A, being in interviews where people are like, oh, so you just like take pictures of food or like you just grab people's recipes and like make them. You know what I mean? Like not everybody can, can interview. <laughs> so it's a skill set in and of itself. It is. I will saying. say the one thing, I mean, you know, go to college, get an education. But the one thing that I specifically know that I learned in school that I now carry on to my day job is I had an interviewing class. It was like a communication class. And it's, I mean, we learned like the ins and outs of interviewing. And I think that that class is like probably one of the only things that I actually use. Isn't that interesting? In my actual job now. So was it interviewing for a job, like being the interviewee or being being No, it was like, yeah, being the interviewer. Okay. I mean, we had to do like, you know, assignments where you were both the interviewee and the interviewer. Yeah. But it was mainly like, how can you conduct a proper and efficient interview yes. basically yeah so i would say i think it was like com 210 or something i don't know <laughs> wow you knew <laughs> that's pretty no that cool. really could be totally wrong but, yeah. <laughs> but um yeah i think that's like the only thing that i took from school with isn't me. that funny but I, I think that's pretty darn cool to hear you say that because what uh i went to ccisd mm -hmm. and it was emphasized i graduated in 2004 and it was very emphasized, like, you are going to do public speaking. You are going to know how to put together, mm -hmm. you know, a speech, whatever it may be about. Or you're going to be presenting whatever it may be. Mm -hmm. You're going to be interacting with others. You need to know how to do this. Mm -hmm. and, and write. And write clearly and communicate effectively. I definitely took that with me and I kind of feel like that's it. So that's interesting that we... That's something that we've carried on with us in order mm -hmm. to, to do what it is we're ultimately doing. Mm -hmm. So I want to talk about something else about you that okay. I think is really, really cool. Okay. So you're involved with the Art Museum of South Texas. Yes. I want to know all about that. You said you're on the chair? So I am on the board, the board. of the Art Museum of South Texas. Um, and I also am the co-chair of the membership committee. Okay. Um, this is my second year being on the board. My first year being um, the co-chair of the membership committee. Um, so this was like right whenever you started working at the bin that you started getting involved with the Art Museum of South Texas. So it kind of went hand in hand. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't remember exactly when. It had to have been, I mean, you know, at least a couple months later. But um, I, one of my, Cecile, who I mentioned earlier, her mom is the interim director currently. She was the assistant director. Now she's the interim director. 
because their um, current director is retiring, um, of the art museum. Mm-hmm. And she'll say, you know, that that's not why I'm there. Um, she'll, <laughs> you know, they say that my name came up in a board meeting when they were looking for new trustees to bring on. Um, but I think it was in an effort to um, reach a different audience and also bring new, young, and creative minds onto the board. Um, but, yeah, so lot, the first year, you know, I was involved, but I wasn't as heavily involved as I am this year because I mm-hmm. do have a co-chair position. Um, but the membership committee this year has kind of been granted things that they weren't previously able to do and so this year um my committee and i we made it a point to create these events called the art lowdown yes Um, i went to the first one i loved it you did i did okay i'm sorry i don't remember you being there no i went we got there at like six o'clock like right when it started because we have a kid and i get it it's hard yeah no we we were out but i think it started at six and we were out by like 6 45 it was a valentine's day you came yes yes did you make a valentine yes i did Good. Three of them. It was good. Very good. Yeah. Cute. Um, but yeah, so this is the first year that I, I think membership has really kind of been able to come into its own and kind of take the reins and do something. Um, so we came up with these events called Art Lowdown. It is called the Art Lowdown because it is on the lowdown. It is on the lower level of the art museum. <laughs> um, and really the main purpose of them is to just bring in a different crowd mm-hmm. into the museum. You know, people that don't mind the music being loud after 9 p.m. Yeah. And that want to continue drinking and conversing and, you know, hanging out after a certain hour of the night. Yes. Um, <laughs> and, and then with the ultimate goal of getting more members because of that's what we're doing. We're the membership committee. Yeah. Um, so this past event, there's one event every quarter. So we've had two. We have two more. They're always on the same day as first Friday art walk and mm-hmm. all of that. Um, Which is really wise because people are already down there. Yeah, Perfect. yeah. Um, and so this most recent one that was at the beginning of May, um, we had an open mic element. We had another art demo element. It was you could burn, like brand a coaster with the art museum logo How on cool it. How cool is that? Yeah, it was really cool. Um, we had Fresco um, come and cater, which was super last minute. So shouts out to Fresco because mm-hmm. that was really cool of them um and we had you know a bar for people to come to you could sign up for a membership there you could enter a drawing to win outrageous tickets um nice just a whole bunch of stuff to draw as many people into the museum as possible and along with that hopefully people that maybe haven't ever been involved in something Mm -hmm. with the museum and I think that's kind of what my purpose there is as a whole is you know I'm I don't know if I'm the youngest, but I'm definitely one of the youngest people sure. to ever be on the board. And I think that's really why they wanted me there was because they knew that I had these connections in the community because of the Ben magazine. Of course. Um, but because I'm young and because I have these new and fresh and creative ideas that I can bring to the table that maybe some other people can't. And I think that my entire purpose of being involved there is to help push the museum into the forefront of people's consciousness in this community um, that might otherwise not be aware. So that's really kind of the purpose of those art lowdown events is getting people into the museum, into the doors of the museum and at the art museum events that maybe otherwise might not. 
Yeah, which to me is probably one of the most challenging parts of being involved with any organization is how do you how do you appeal to people? How do you get them there? So how how, how do you know how, what kind of methods to use in order to to reach out to these people? I guess it's just because they're peers. Like you're ultimately reaching out to your peers. Yeah, I think well, one social media which we talked about earlier is kind of like the only way to do anything nowadays. <laughs> um, the reach. The reach. It's just crazy. Oh, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think utilizing social media to the best of our abilities is one of the biggest ways that we can bring those people in. Um, and then also just kind of word of mouth. You know, me telling my friends and then a couple of my friends telling other people. Um, I think, you know, is kind of what's cool, especially about Corbis because, I mean – we're growing, but we are a small town. Mm -hmm. And so if I invite like 50 people off of my Facebook friends list to the Facebook event for the art lowdown, well then maybe one of those friends will invite like three or four of their friends and then, you know, so on and so forth. And this past event, it was, um, I mean, granted we've only had two, but it was bigger than the first one. Mm -hmm. We had more people there. The second time around, um... I loved the first one. Like I said, we were the... I wish you would have come to the second one. I mean, it was just one of those things. And that first one, I mean, like, Mike, our committee, like, threw that together. That was right around the time that I was getting married, and so Mm -hmm. I was gone. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. (laughs) I was gone, like, for the entire week leading up to that, and, I mean, our committee, like, worked hard to just put that on and to get as many people there as we possibly could yeah. in a short amount of time. Um, and so for the second one, I mean, you know, we printed out posters. We made a I saw Facebook it event. Yeah, yeah, I saw it We everywhere. wanted to, like, as effectively as possible reach as many people as we could. And I think it was pretty successful. Yeah. No, I have only heard good things about it. And I can't wait to see... When's the next... Uh, how do y'all do it? Like mid every quarter? Yeah, or? so it's once a quarter. So the next one will be in August. It'll be right at the beginning. Um, and so we will be pushing things in regard to Art Ball, which is the mm-hmm. museum's biggest fundraiser event of the year. Um, and then we also have a couple ideas for how we're going to make it fun. And then the one after that will be in October. Okay, very cool. Yeah. So how, Okay, so people who want to become members, how, how, how do they do that? It's super easy. You can go to the website. <laughs> um, Google Art Museum of South Texas. It'll take you right to the website. There's a membership tab. And, I mean, you can sign up right there. There's a lot of different levels. An individual membership is $50. Mm-hmm. And that's something that a lot of people don't know. I think a lot of people think that being a member of something like a museum is a prestigious yes. kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And that it's an expensive thing. And it's not. It's $50, and if you even visit the museum, like, I don't know, six times within the entire year, then it's worth it. Yes. Which you should, because there is amazing, amazing art in mm-hmm. the Art Museum of South Texas. It's crazy. I mean, crazy. just the, view, the views there. I mean, it, the just that place is gorgeous. It's been around forever. Yeah. And, and the events, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, go to the website. It's super easy. Put in your credit card info and <laughs> sign up. And then you can come. And not only can you then come to the museum for free, but you can also come to a lot of different things. Like mm-hmm. there are members only, um, you know, exhibition openings that only members can go to where there is food and drinks and you get this kind of exclusive first look at what the new art in this particular exhibit is. And you know, there are tons of other perks that come along with 
I feel like I'm just like a salesman for the art museum right now. No, I wanted to know because yeah, I mean, what 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 does a membership entail? How do people become members and that kind of thing? Because I, I don't think a lot of people even consider it. Yeah, um, it's definitely worth it. Yeah. it's worth it if you are someone who enjoys the arts, who enjoys you know local things. I mean, the art museum is a nonprofit. Mm -hmm. It is a local business that is you know working to better our community, just like a lot of us are, and. So every single thing that someone does to help the art museum really helps. You know what I mean? I love that. And I think that, you know, even just, you know, don't come, don't become a member. I mean, you know, if you don't want to, but just go and see the new exhibits or attend one of the events or, you know, attend a, send your kids to the summer camp. I yes, mean, whatever the, it the is. summer camps. Yeah. Yes, those programs. Weirdly, I can't wait until my kid is of age so he can you know, go get yeah. some culture. Yeah. Because, yeah, the, the things you guys offer there are really amazing. It's a really dope place. And a lot of people, I mean, there are people that I've talked to that don't even know we have an art museum in Corpus. And that's a whole other tangent I know. in and I'm, of itself. I'm, I mean, I'm just, how? Yeah, but I like, know. Oh, that, that's one, one of, another reason, like I said, <laughs> why people need to know what you do. I mean, while you your day job is managing editor at the Bend, I mean, yeah. you kind of like moonlight is, you know, up uh, on the board at the art museum yeah so. it's an amazing place it has i mean you know amazing work that has you know it's right here in our backyards that you can't go anywhere else to see exactly and i mean it's just a cultural experience it's part of the experience of living in the coastal bend and i think that if you have lived here and you've never been there then you're not doing something right. <laughs> right? Listen to this woman. I mean, she knows about the up and ups and what's going on. I mean, truly. Like, you're, you're always in the know. And so, I mean, I just want to thank you so much yeah. for everything that you do. You're, we are so lucky to have you. We're Aww. so glad that you came back to Corpus and, and are representing the way you are in, in such a, a magnificent way. I mean, the bend, I can't think of a better way to showcase what the Coastal Bend has to offer then the beautiful publication that you guys put together every month. And then, of course, the art museum and, and all the amazing... The art lowdown, I'm telling you. Like I said, <laughs> I only went the one time. But the fact was they had food trucks there. They had a bar there. They had someone uh, playing, like, acoustic guitar. It was just, like, a really nice, intimate setting. Plus the valent... I mean, you had art activities there yeah. for adults. It was just a really neat kind of like a speakeasy vibe. Yes, It's really dim lighting. It's a cool thing. It was cool. And like I said, <laughs> the fact that y'all even had like activities. Mm -hmm. I mean, it, it was just neat and um, something that I, I would love to see carry on. Yeah. And so just thank you so much for everything that you do and, and for talking to me. Yeah. Thank you for having me. <laughs>